Hi, I'm Geeta Nandikotkul, Managing Editor for Asia and Middle East with Information Security Media Group. I caught up with David Walter, Global Vice President, RSA, Archer, recently to discuss the new approaches in mapping and quantifying security risks to demonstrate business value. David discusses innovative risk assessment techniques which can help organizations detect threats in real time. Thanks, David, for joining the discussion today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, David, you have been helping organizations across the globe in improving their risk management postures and also portfolios. So what's the most striking difference do you see now in the risk management approach from what you had been seeing earlier? Yeah, I think that risk management itself as a practice has not really changed. I think the process of risk is well documented uh, in standards and ISO and, and things like that. And globally, it's not too different. I think the major change that's happened, especially in the last few years, is the context of risk management. As companies are digitizing their businesses through digital transformation, we're seeing a major shift in the risk registers for organizations in, at a pace that has not seen in the past. You know, businesses, whether you're in manufacturing or in financial services or in communications or healthcare are really changing their business models as a result of the digital transformation strategies that they have. And with that brings a whole new set of risks that they hadn't had concern for in the past. And so that requires them to think about risk differently in the past. So an example for you, a company in Australia, a mining company called Rio Tinto. Rio Tinto, huge operator in the globe on mining. And their corporate risk register, one of the top five risks that they had always was environmental health and safety, right? Mining is a very dangerous operation. You've got people down in the mines with explosives and it can be very serious risk to the company if something bad happens, obviously. Now, what they did from a digitization perspective and a modernization perspective was look at how they could leverage autonomous vehicles in the mines to get out of putting people in harm's way and to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of the mining operation. So they've actually converted all of their mining operations pretty much entirely to autonomous vehicles. Now that's great. However, what they didn't realize was now cybersecurity is one of their top three risks, which for a mining company, never heard of, right? But one of their vehicles could be hacked. And if you, this is a huge multi-ton truck that could be hacked and taken over uh, is a very dangerous potential. And so that's just one example of how we're seeing a major shift in the risks that companies are having to deal with today in all industries because of the modernization attempts that they're making and the digital transformation. And I think along with that comes different therefore ways that they have to manage those risks that they haven't had to so, before. Given this context that you just described about this mining company, yeah. so how do you think they would align cybersecurity risk to other forms of risk? Mm -hmm. So do you see any kind of changes in the way organizations will be structured? Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to think to. That's absolutely correct. I think that in a lot of cases, I've been watching the organizational structure shift quite a bit where the CISO has traditionally been responsible for cybersecurity risk. And that traditionally, I would say, has always reported into IT or into the CIO or some sort. Today, most often, I am seeing that report now to the chief risk officer or the chief financial officer. And so that the company can get a more comprehensive view of risks across the organization and no longer have risk siloed 
in different parts of the organization because the interconnectedness of a company's risks are more so than ever before. So security has implications now on privacy, which is kind of more in the legal domain and which has implications now on compliance with like GDPR and, and regulations like that. And that then has implication on um, operational risk and the ability to actually execute your business and resiliency and all that. So all of these have this web of connectedness now. And so organizations are structuring themselves so they can have a free form communication of risks so that it doesn't remain in those siloed pockets. So with this, did you see or do you see any kind of changes in the risk patterns that organizations are adopting? The techniques, techniques, you're saying? Yeah, the yes. techniques of risk assessment are changing dramatically. And I think there's a couple of major reasons why it needs to change. So traditionally, risk management or risk assessment was done as a manual process. It was very qualitative in nature. It would be done through questionnaires on a quarterly or semi-annual or annual basis. And it was all about, okay, let's get around and look at what we did in the last six months and what risks did we have. And therefore, what do we need to focus on for the next six months? I think the pace of business today requires us no longer to have that mindset. Risk management, I fear, is going to limit its value to the organization if it keeps the same risk assessment process as it's had. Because business is moving too quick, business is trying to make decisions promptly because the, the competitive landscape is so tough for so many industries that you need to be very quick in the decisions you make. And so risk management, therefore, can't be on the sidelines looking reactively in a manual way, it needs to be in line and embedded in the business to help make those decisions and to bring information to the business team to say, here are the opportunities that you may have, here are the risks that those pose, and here are ways and strategies that we can work together to minimize the risk while achieving the objectives we have and the opportunities that we want to achieve. And so I think that changes the risk assessment pattern, right? Rather than trying to be, if you want to be embedded in, in line in real, more real time, it can't be manual. It's got to be automated. And so therefore, you've got to leverage data more than people's opinion or qualitative assessments. It's got to be quantitative and continuous in nature. In order to do that, we need to leverage the data that exists in the business and now leverage that into different risk management techniques to be able to get to that real-time kind of view. So realistically speaking, David, uh, yeah. as you mentioned, that all these functions are now getting, you know, communicating to each other. Are these uh, InfoSec professionals or the CSOs able to identify and quantify this business risk and uh, also the opportunities? And are they trying to demonstrate value? How, how does it work yeah, it's in great. real time? Great question. I think that a lot of the conversations I have with CISOs today have traditionally been about how do I get more budget, right? CISOs have always been kind of struggling with budget and getting the attention of the board and all that. That has changed. We can all agree to that, right? And so now it's about 
what's my return on the investment that I put into your department, Mr. or Mrs. CISO? And so now the CISO is being asked to report on the effectiveness of their program, which is hard for them to do because they're used to thinking in technical terms. So they're thinking of zero-day attacks and vulnerabilities and how it's my patch rate and all these things, which is meaningless to the board of directors and to the executive team. And so there's this gap that exists between the business and the security the side cyber exposure that we've yeah. seen, oh. right? And yes, exactly, the cyber exposure. And how do I translate my cyber risk into business terms so work to be done in that space. Is there any integrated uh, framework, David, that you can think of or control framework to identify and you know, to get these security, operational and financial compliance, all kinds of you know risk yep. as an integrated tool or yeah. any, any kind of framework? It's funny you use the word on. integrated because that is the kind of the new word. New. There, you know, most of this space has been known as governance, risk and compliance for many but years. But this is a very old job. It's a very old word, I would say. I would agree. I think it's evolving and there's this new thing called integrated risk management, mm-hmm. which is a framework and kind of more adapted to today's world that we've been discussing. And it's more looking at how we can better combine a strategic view of risk to the tactical incidents and the things that happen on the ground. Because what I've noticed a lot is even the most mature financial services companies in the world, I call it there's a gap of risk information in a company in which the board of directors can sit in their boardrooms and they have a very good view, they think, of their organization's risks. They can sit around and they can think about what we're doing and what could go wrong. And then at the business level, at the tactical level, you have people in the field, in this case we're talking about like cybersecurity professionals, that actually see what's going on, right? And they're seeing the real incidents that are happening and real breaches and threats that are occurring. And what's not happening is those two worlds are not coming together. And so, and the framework I think that's getting developed today for risk management is all about bringing those connections together. Because if we can't do that, then the business, the board doesn't have a good view of actually what's going on in, on the ground and what's actually happening. And the, the business side, the ground, doesn't have a real view of what's most important to the company. Because there's so many risks today, how do I prioritize? What do I do first? So we need to really combine those views and an integrated risk management framework is really working to try to figure out how to go best accomplish that. So when you want to really talk about this integrated framework. Yeah. So internally, for instance, you are approaching an organization. You have your CISOs, your CROs, you know, your, your compliance. Is there a mechanism how these all functions are really coming together? Any any practical insight that you can throw light on? Yeah, I, I think that the most successful companies honestly start with a committee approach. Mm-hmm. I think that the most successful companies that we see have steering committees, risk committees, that they bring multi-disciplinary functions together to start having a conversation about risk. Uh, like we've said earlier, it's, it's very much about silos today and we need to break down those silos. So how can we bring people together, integrate them together and share information? I think that's point number one. I think that practically another thing that we see is having good objectives and goals for where we want to be from a risk management. So you have clear expectations of each other in that committee where we want to get to. 
And then I think you can layer on technology and other components to better work together to support that vision and that maturity journey. For me, it, it starts first with understanding the visibility. So, and that's really two types is context, we call it, is first. So context is really better understanding the organization. What's critical to the organization? What assets, what people, what third-party relationships, what physical and non-physical virtual servers and things like that are really critical to the success of the organization. If we understand that, then we can have a better view of prioritization. And so I think that's a big tall order for companies today. So, so does in this SLA uh, continuous monitoring, monitoring, is it revolutionizing risk management? Absolutely. Or any, any new innovations happening in that? Yeah, I think there's a combination of a lot of things coming to play. We are using technology in a new way for risk management. One, I think, is continuous monitoring, more leveraging AI now in that process. Continuous monitoring has been around for a while, yes, but right. instead of now, like I said before, looking at the past, how can we now look at the future? And so looking at patterns of data that we're seeing in transactional data streams to go predict where the next risk is gonna be. Uh, an example that we like to, to say is in, like, in the vulnerability space. Companies usually find out about vulnerabilities through vulnerability scans. And everyone has scans and they do it on a regular basis. It's a pain to do and it gives you a lot of information. Unfortunately, they're not always correct and you're not always scanning everything every day or what's most important. So what we have found in our capabilities to be able to leverage your past data and understanding what threats other companies are seeing in similar operating systems or technologies, we then know where those technologies exist within your organization and we can predict we think that there's going to be a problem over here. So why don't you now go scan that? So it's risk-based scanning versus trying to scan for everything and very ineffectively. We can now do better kind of intelligence, I think is a word you used before, right? Intelligent-based scanning is just one example of this kind of application of artificial intelligence and algorithms that we can build to better understand the, rat, the patterns in the data and make better sense of the tools that we have. I so think we're seeing some success your, in that. As you observe within your uh, you know, customers' domains, what would be the ratio, just a ballpark figure, of how many would be leveraging artificial intelligence at the latest in you know, understanding or having the risk management approach versus the traditional monitoring approach? It's a good question. I don't know if I have a statistic, but I think the trend is definitely getting better. We're seeing some amazing work done, not only in, in the artificial intelligence, but kind of different pieces of it. We can use cloud technologies now. Very interesting and a kind of a hot space is the ability to benchmark yourself versus the rest of your industry, let's say, in your peer set. And so we can use the cloud to anonymize one company's risk data and benchmark it against another's and see patterns in that and so that you can understand where you are versus your peer set. So that's kind of a cool technology that we're seeing taken off. Another one is natural language processing and how we can leverage, especially in compliance and where there's a lot of legal language that we have to parse and better understand its impact on our organization or our client's organization. So we're starting to see these areas. I don't think we've gotten widespread adoption yet. It's really at the uh, most mature organizations and the most mature and regulated segments at this point. But I think quickly that technology is showing value and will gain in efficiency so that it will come down 
to the broader market. So in the next few years, I think it's going to make a major difference. Thank you very much, David, for Absolutely. sharing your insights on how a risk-based approach would probably help them mitigate their broader risks. Great. Thank you, Geetha. Thank you. This is Geetha Nandikotkur from ISMG. Thank you.